This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the British Museum. The Egyptian wing, lots of people always. The Rosetta Stone, the Rosetta Stone's right over there. Amazing statues, huge, beautiful artwork. But you always hear somebody say, where are the mummies? Does anyone know where the mummies are? Uh, they do have one. Can't see his face. He's fully wrapped, but amazingly preserved. You ever notice how these guys are the stars at the museums that do have them? What's the fascination, do you think? How did the Egyptians do that back then? And what more do we know that we didn't get in grade school when we all really concentrated on the thing that goes up the nose into the brain? I've got questions. Hey again, it's Mike here. I love old stuff. The older the better. So thank you for taking this trip with me. We're going back in time. I think we'll have some fun, and then next week we'll come back to now, or now-ish. Here's my idea on why these are always a draw for the history buffs and the tourists, why they've spawned a bunch of books and movies, because they're so different from everything else we have left that we've dug up or saved. They're not sculpture, they're not a painting, because those things, they never walked and they never talked. Yeah, it's to have a body that has been dead for so long and yet so well preserved. It helps us to like visually identify with somebody from 4,000 years ago. This is our guide for today. Dr. Luis Bertini, Executive Director of the American Research Center in Egypt. You don't get to experience that with a lot of other ancient civilizations. And of course, then you compound it with just the fascination of ancient Egypt, the pyramids and the architecture. And it just, it adds to this lore of this incredibly fascinating ancient civilization. Yes, I agree. We found the right person. Can we do mummy basics? Did they have a heyday? And when was that? Give us like a reference point. The classical stage of mummification definitely is the New Kingdom. So I would say between 1200 to 1300 BC. And this is when you have all the famous mummies like Tutankhamun, Ramses, Seti I, who I, I personally think his mummy is one of the best preserved. That's your Google assignment for today. We've done a few of these and other shows. Seti I, S-E-T-I. You can see this guy's face. You can see a king's face from that long ago and kind of get an idea of what he looks like. It's kind of weird. It's kind of gross. But it's also wild. Why'd they do this? You're saying afterlife. Yes, we're going to get to that at the end. First, we're going to do the how. And the funny thing here is they didn't write it down. The process in terms of a detailed like day one, you do this. Day two, you do this. We don't have that from antiquity. We do have a rather detailed account by the Greek historian Herodotus. Yeah, you've heard that name, right? We can thank him for going around asking a lot of questions. He was obviously intrigued. I mean, we would be too, probably. The problem is he did get some of the stuff right, but other things, they really come across like stories that somebody would tell a tourist or things that a tourist would hear and then totally misunderstand. Why the secrecy? trade secrets. Literally, embalmers, priests, they kind of kept things in the family because they were often actually family. It was hereditary. So we've got what he said. 
But then here's what else we have. Copies of materials that were required. You need natron, you need resin, you need oils, you need linen. So in terms of the items that were needed, we actually do have that. The recipe or the order, we've learned about that more from experimental archaeology. Yeah, you take the tools at the time, you test out your hypothesis. Side note, a team actually did make a modern mummy about 20 years ago, but are you ready to make one now? I'll try to make this as easy for the queasy as possible. But first step, obsidian blade, you cut, and you get the big stuff out. They didn't really know what all the organs were doing, but they knew to get the big stuff. Then, we move up. There was a little poker, is the best way to describe it, that would be inserted through the nostril. We're gonna get to that part you remember from school. There's a small bone called the ethmoid bone that would be broken to be able to insert and then kind of she's gonna do it whip up the brains could you say into a liquefied form that'll do what liquid does i'm sorry for that but it's what happened we like to learn things the key here is to get everything that's wet so you can dry and that brings us to what she said before natron and natron is a substance that is found in egypt it's a, a natural mineral that's made up of salt and baking soda. So we see very early on the use of this natural mineral to try to help to preserve the body. And it was put everywhere and kept fresh with certain things said at certain times. Uh, there would be, of course, religious rituals and spells that would have to be recited throughout the entire process. And then that process could continue anywhere from, you know, four to six weeks, if not more. Do you, podcast friends, do you remember something about jars? Yeah, I do too. Yes. So the canopic jars, your lungs, your liver. And the stomach and intestines, they went inside because, and more on this in just a second, you were still going to need those. The heart stayed. They thought that, and not the brain, was the center of what made you, you. And now we're pretty much done with this kind of stuff. We're at the wrapping. Very careful. Wrapping and then resin and more wrapping. And on your bandages, amulets, and spells to protect you. Were they, and this is what we always hear, you know, were they preoccupied with death? Obsessed with it? It's hard to say if they were preoccupied with death. I would not say that they were. I think that they very much were concerned with this life, but they wanted to ensure an afterlife. And this gets us to our why. Why'd they do this? What did they believe? Basically, death was sort of an interruption on the way to the afterlife, which was like this world, just more ideal. It was not easy to get there, so you had the protection we mentioned. And once you made it, we can assume you made it, you'd hopefully have some of the things you needed, like your organs in the jars, or some stuff that was left with you in your tomb, something that could take care of the chores. They almost look like a little mini mummy, and they could be made in ceramic, they could be made out of faience, and they're called shoptis. So the goal was if you had these little shoptis placed in your tomb, they would be your workers for eternity. So it's meant that you don't have to necessarily work in the afterlife. You would have these little magical helpers. Important to note, all of this kind of stuff for people with means, especially the magical helpers. And then kings, you probably understand, whole different category. Took everything. Chariots, gold. Think back to King Tut. And those places also meant to be semi-active. Someone was on a payroll that kept being paid to make offerings. So they were never without. I mean, these temples were meant to continue the cult of the deceased king for all eternity. And then, because you're probably wondering, if you weren't a king or a noble or a priest or a somebody, 
What happened? Think maybe just a simple rap and then some sort of mat. There's just not a lot of that that's well-preserved. But we do know that there was a scale that existed because they've dug up places where you could go and they found all the stuff and they give you a range. I mean, here's what we can do for you in terms of a tomb. You want a mask, gold, or plaster? You want paintings or no paintings? What do I have to do to get you in one today? <laughs> it's really, and we'll end here because this is where you go to end, not that different from today. Exactly. So, you know, if you want to have a big mausoleum to, you know, your family and you have the money, exactly, it's, it's the same as today. Thousands of years and still the similarities. This is actually sound from right near the pyramids. Kind of cool. We are back at today in our time machine and we're out of time. But send me more questions. We could do some more history stuff. I've got a great Cleopatra story that'll definitely make you think. Let me know. I've got questions at odyssey.com, A-U-D-A-C-Y. This comes from KNX News 97.1 FM in Los Angeles. And we'll talk next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.